discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. So when the oil is flowing, when you are filled, there is no end to what he can do. There's no end. There's no limitation. In 2 Samuel 23, David spoke beautiful poems, and it was by the anointing. The anointing can come upon you, you begin to write, you begin to recite beautiful poems. It came upon Gideon. He was very timid and shy, yet he became a great military leader. So it can empower you in various means. Even in your business. Some of you think God is not interested in your businesses. He's interested in your businesses as well. For what he will do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please keep the fire burning. There's no end to what God is going to do. Keep it burning. Hallelujah. So two things. How do you keep the fire burning? I've already begun it. Prayer, the spirit and the word. Of course, prayer is a supply of the spirit. The spirit and the word. 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 The Bible says oil for the light. Now, in Psalm 33, verse 6, the Bible says, For by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the starry host by the breath of his lips, of his mouth. That is it. Now, the universe were put together by two agents. Two. For by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host, now the host here is the stars, the starry host, by the breath of his mouth. Now in the Hebrew, the red breath here is the word spirit. You see, so by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the starry host by the spirit of his mouth. So the universe came together by the word and the spirit. We see this same pattern in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon, upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the waters, and God said, so we have the Spirit and the Word of God. The Spirit and God speaking, that's God's Word. So the Spirit and, and the Word, when they, they are brought together, the Spirit and the Word produces light. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, we had the Spirit, we had the Word, then we had light. Praise God. Now, light is what we need. Now, in Hebrew, light is the same as fire. So, two things. The Word and the Spirit. Of course, prayer is a supply of the Spirit. Prayer is a supply of the Spirit. And I know that this will tend to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus. Philippians 1.19 So, you have to stoke the finance, the finance with prayer. Took the finance with prayer. And that's what we began talking about. Brethren, I want you all to, to have 
the character of praying daily. Great lovers of God have loved God more than their beds. Great lovers of God, they have loved the Lord more than their beds. So if you, had, you may think that, oh, but I'll get tired if I rise early. Who told you? It is anxiety that is making you get tired. I'm not saying rise up too early. But give yourself an appreciable, an appreciable time and just honor it. And God will be honored and keep it. Because believers, you know, we just, if all of us should catch the fire, and when we come together, the corporate anointing will be stayed on a different level. Most of your problems will be solved when you walk in the fire. I'm telling you. Most of your problems will be when you walk in the fire. Daily, daily. Keep it, guard it jealously. And as much as you don't forget to take your breakfast, why do you forget to wake up early? Momo shakatai. Now, in, 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 in Ephesians 6 14, the Bible says, we should, and above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dart of the wicked, then also. Take the shield of faith. That's verse 16. Now, what happened is that, take the shield of faith. Now, we have done the armor of God in details. I did it in um, Alpha Church. The armor of God. Okay. Now, take the sh- faith is a shield. The shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery that. Now, sometimes, have you ever experienced this? You wake up from bed and you are so discouraged. You are so downcast. You are wondering what has happened to you. You wake up from bed and you are down. You are almost, you are half depressed. <laughs> yeah, mood swing. You are wondering what has happened to you. Smart Wiggly Sweat says, he doesn't wake up from his bed. He jumps out of his bed. Now, he knows how to live outside his feelings. So he doesn't have much strength. He lives outside his feelings. He said, someone asked him, Wiggly Sweat, how are you today? He just smiled and said, I don't ask Wiggly Sweat how Wiggly Sweat is. I tell Wiggly Sweat how Wiggly Sweat is. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> so that, that's the realm of faith. You live outside what you feel. Because sometimes if you live by what you feel, like I've asked for, for prayers for you to pray for me now. Because I don't feel like preaching one bit. <laughs> but we don't live by feeling. Hallelujah. So, there are arrows that have been shot at us daily. Discouragement, fears, lust, anxiety, so many things. But it says take the shield of faith. Now in those days, in the, in the Roman army, you know what happens? Now, who is the tallest guy in this room? <laughs> Pastor T, you are tall in the, in the spirit. <laughs> but in the flesh? Where's Pastor Roland? Okay, and who is the shortest person here? Where's Pastor Anthony? Okay, now, look at Pastor Anthony and Pastor Roland. Now, please come forward. Now, if you were in Roman times and you were all, you were in the military. <laughs> now, if you were in the military, 
they don't give you the same shield. They don't give you the same shield for battle. Now, the moment you enroll in the military, they measure your height, and they, pre- they measure your height, and they, they prepare a shield that will cover your entire body. So the shield you will use is different from the shield he will use. You can't use his shield. If you use his shield, the enemy can, can hit you with, his, with the arrows. So they just measure your height because the shield covers your entire body. Actually, the Roman military, the shield covers your entire body. So they measure you first before they can give you your shield. So what happens is that when you come to the faith, God gives you the measure of faith that can take care of you in your entire Christian journey. Hallelujah. It's so beautiful. So maybe this is the faith of Bishop Hoidepo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Let's manage with this one. <laughs> this level of faith. Of course, our faith grows. So you have to preserve, preserve it. And I thought that every morning the soldiers will dip, they will put their shield in, they will put it in a bath. They will soak it in water. Because it was made out of six layers of leather. Yeah, they would soak it in leather. Because of the, the arrows that were thrown, it had a combustible. Whereby you shall be able to quench. To quench means to put the fire off. So what happens is that the enemy targets you, not just to hit you, but to set you aflame. Because the arrows carry fluid that sets its object aflame. So when the shield has water soaked into it. Instantly, it quenches the flame. So every morning, you have to dip that you might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Put your shield in the water. Hallelujah. Every morning, don't go out to work until you are saturated with the word. The word of life. Make sure you are inwardly washed with the word. Open the scriptures. Don't just go out without soaking yourself in the water of the word. And after that, the Roman soldier will take oil and begin to smear, apply oil on the shield. Why? Because without the oil, see, when the arrow hits the leather piece, the oil makes it slippery and it falls down. But if it is not oiled over a period of time, it becomes hard, brittle, and it develops cracks over time. But the more the oil, the more it becomes soft and pliable. You need the oil every day. Brethren, you need the oil daily. You need the water daily. The spirit and the word, that must be your topmost priority. Every day. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. I bless God for the measure of faith. Hallelujah. Listen, the Bible says that they were in a church that was in Antioch, certain prophets and teachers. As were Barnabas, Lucius, Simeon, Barnabas, Paul, and Manaim, who was brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, Acts 13. The Bible tells us that in verse 2, in verse 2, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Oh, my Atasate. Now, let me show you something here. Now, the word ministered is probably the word liturgia. Liturgia. Now, liturgia in those days was used for full time workers, not part time workers. Full time 
workers. That's the word liturgia. Four times. Say four times. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. What it means is that, uh, this, is an unusual, this is not diaconian. Normally, the Bible would have used the word diaconian, but this word liturgia, which means that they ministered four times. It's a word for four-time worker. So there was a time they just abandoned themselves, doing nothing. All that they were doing was fasting and ministering to the Lord. And you must do that. And I, I want to beseech, especially the leaders and the pastors, you have to do what they did. Just seek for some time and abandon yourself. Full time, without, without interruptions by social media, concentrate. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Like Pastor did. I don't want to uh, betray him. Hallelujah. It's so powerful. Give yourself to full time. You know what Peter said? Ah, we cannot give ourselves to seven tables, you know, in Acts 6 verse 4. So we'll give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We'll give ourselves, con- that's what the ministers must do. You must give yourself continually to prayer. But, but in the Greek, there's a, there's a different article. There's the. the. We'll give ourselves continually to the prayer. That's the Greek. He was referring to what they had on the day of Pentecost. We'll give ourselves continuously, continually to the prayer. More ko ta ka ta ka ta me ka ta ka ta ka ta. That's what you must do continually. That's how to stir the fire continually. Bakata, bakata, bakata. That's all bakata. Two hours, bakata. Three hours, kata kata. Five hours, kata kata kata. Seven hours, kaka kata. Eight hours, kata. Nine, ten, eleven, makata, bakata. Those days, I remember, man of God, I remember myself and Reverend Daniel. We go to. Sakumano celebrity, and we're going, we'll, we'll go and climb two trees, trees, and we'll be on the tree. Makatara, we'll pray from morning till evening <laughs> on top of the tree. <laughs> when, when the zeal is there, there's, it's amazing what you can do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll climb a tree. It's powerful. It's powerful. Hallelujah. <laughs> Setting the fire. <laughs> Setting a fire. Ah, <laughs> katalabata. <laughs> That's John Wesley. <laughs> you must bend. You see, all your problems will be finished when you bend. The solution to all your many troubles of heart be on fire. That's all. See, I'll be on fire. That's all. Just have to be on fire. Now, in Jude 20, Jude one twenty, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I love that. Praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I love that. Now, look at what it says. Build yourself on your most holy faith. That means your most holy faith is a foundation on which you build. Faith is a foundation. Now the word to build yourself, or ekodomio, means to build on something that is already laid. What is already laid is the faith. Now the faith has been laid. You build yourself like a superstructure on the foundation of faith. Building up yourselves on your most... This faith is different from, let's say, I'm, I'm believing God for a car. It's not that kind of faith. This is the objective faith. It is called the most holy faith. 
is the object of our faith. He's talking about the tenet of our believing. He's talking about Christ and his work. You see, Christ, this is what you had to believe. It's the content of our believing. It's a tenet. It's like, it's like another word for Christianity, our faith. So it's a person and his work, Christ and his work, the most holy faith, his redemptive work, what has been laid. But you, you build what he has done for us, his finished work. You build yourself on your most holy faith. And he tells, tells us how to build ourselves on our most holy faith. And the way is by praying in the Holy Ghost. So the more you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build yourself. Brethren, you are not wasting your time when you pray in the Spirit. You are stirring the Holy Ghost flame. Pentecost conflagrations. Fire. You are building yourselves. You are building yourselves. You are developing spiritual muscles. <laughs> On your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And, and I love what he said next. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. Ah. It's amazing. How, how, how many of you love sandwich? Now, in this verse, we see the divine sandwich. In this verse, <laughs> we see your most holy faith and keeping yourself in the love of God. So, the bread, your most holy faith, and on top, keeping yourself in the love of God. But what is inside is prayer. Praying the Holy Ghost. That's a divine sandwich. You know why? You build yourself by praying. You keep yourself in the love of God by praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the divine sandwich. Hallelujah. I want you to go home and enjoy the divine sandwich. You build yourself. The more as you pray. Now listen. One way to keep yourself in the love of God is by praying. Not just, you have to pray with the consciousness of who his love is. With a consciousness of his love. Listen. Now listen. The Bible says, keep yourself. You keep yourself in the love of God. Now the word keep here is terio, which means to protect from loss and injury. To protect from loss and injury. What it means is that if you live in a consciousness that, oh, God loves me. Oh, how, how I'm loved by God. Oh, I'm loved. I'm loved. You know what is happening? You are protecting yourself from loss and injury. You are protecting yourself. Now, if you live without the consciousness of how much he loves you. Now, he's not talking about you loving God. He's talking about how much God has loved you. Keep yourself in that territory. God loves you, but sometimes we, do, we don't believe it. We forget it. We don't live in the consciousness of it. But keep yourself in that territory. And as you keep yourself, you are protecting yourself from loss. And from injury. Now, many are working in anxieties, in worries, in doubt, in so many things because simply they cannot believe that God loves them enough to fix things for them. They can't simply believe that God loves them enough to provide all that they need. So they are stressing and they are striving and they are straining and they are toiling and they are doing things themselves to make things happen. But once you know how much He loved you, you'll be rested and you'll relax. Keep yourself, protect yourself from loss and from injury. Now look at the elder brother of the prodigal son. He never practiced how much his father, he never knew how much his father loved him. So he was working incessantly, workaholic, laboring, night and day, just to get a kid, one kid. Yet, the father had already given everything to him. Yet he never knew the father's heart. So he was training that the father might give him something. So he entertained thoughts that were unworthy of the father. 
Brethren, we are not serving in the house of God to get blessed. We are serving because we are blessed. Because the Father already gave us everything. The Father already gave us everything. From loss. If you don't keep yourself in the love of God, you will lose your inheritance in Christ. You will lose so much inheritance to protect yourself from loss. I am loved of God. Now, listen, you should know you are loved. That God loves you so much that God cannot help it. <laughs> you must practice it. I'm loved. I'm loved of God. And we have known and believed the love God had for us. <laughs> God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And herein is love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Now, my God, thank you. You know, he says that. Now look at verse 17. <laughs> Herein is love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now this day of judgment, he's not talking about the day when we stand before the Lord. That's not what he's talking about. He's, the idea here is not the Bema Seed judgment. The word judgment here is, is not crino. The word judgment here is the word crisis, K-R-I-S-E-S. And that is when, when it is anglicized, is the word crisis, C-R-I-S-E-S. So what it means is that during moments and periods of crisis, when you are in crisis, when things are not working, when you know you are loved, you have boldness to face the challenge and to prevail in the challenge and to scale the situations and the troubles and the circumstances. Hallelujah. You can say, I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. In the midst of crisis, you are bold. You hear bad news, you are bold. You hear evil news, you are bold. Situations are not fair and pleasant, you are bold. You are bold. You are bold. Because you know God has fixed it. You know his heart. You know and know and know and know and know. I will never leave thee. Don't forsake thee. He has said it. And you take the word as it is. You believe and believe and know and know and know and know. Oh my God. Can you ever see Jesus worried in town because he has no food to eat? It's never possible with Jesus. And what, do you know that on the basis of redemption, you are placed where Christ is placed? For Christ to be your righteousness means that now God is entitled to treat you as he would have treated him. He has given you what he deserves. Because he has loved us. Because he is our payment. He, um, amazing. You just have to practice his love. You are so loved. You have no consciousness, consciousness of lack and need. Because you know the supplies are coming. And this is the, the Bible says, and faith worked by love. This is the kind of love I'm talking about. The more you know how much he loves you, faith is natural. <laughs> faith is natural. <laughs> faith worked by love. Faith is energized by love. Faith is operative by love. The more you know how much faithful he is to you, how much loving he is to you. Because he has loved you with everlasting love. That means his love for you has already spanned the length of eternity. He has loved you in the next 20 years. Despite all your shortcomings and mistakes, he has loved you everlasting love. It has spanned the length of eternal days. Keep yourself in the love of God. Now, now, now in the love of God, in the love of, now, now it is in the Greek, it is, it is locative case or locative sphere. Keep yourself, so it's a place in the love of God. As when it is raining all over or it is flooding and this room is made available for us to come and hide. It's available for, it, it depends on you. You, you have to just run to the shed. 
just come to the shelter. Keep yourself in the love of God. Because when you are in it, you are preserved from the storms out there. You are saved from injury and from loss. Keep yourself. And that's what John the Apostle did. John the Apostle. Now, remember, remember in John 20 verse 4, when Jesus rose from the dead and Mary Magdalene brought the news to the apostles and they didn't even believe. And Peter was running first to the tomb. The Bible says, and John outran Peter. Why should that be recorded in the Bible? And there are no insignificant details in the Bible. The Bible says, and John, so they ran both together. And the other disciple, which is John, did outrun Peter. You know why? Because Peter, Peter was running with a guilty feet. He was running with guilty feet. Not too long, he had betrayed Jesus. So as he was running, hmm, what's going to happen? <laughs> guilty feet. But keep yourself in the love of God. And you'll never be conscious of lack and need and fears of tomorrow and fears. You must know you are loved. If something disastrous happens to you, know the Father is working. If a door closes, know that a better door is about to be opened. You know why people don't love God? You know why people love the world? The Bible says, do not love the world, nor anything that is in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father. Not the love for the Father. The love of the Father is not in him. He has not known how much the Father loves him. So he's striving and straining to get things from the world. But he does know that the Father has already put everything at his disposal. He cannot see the love off. He has not seen how much the Father loves him. The reason why he is cheating is that he can't believe that God is able to make God can satisfy you through your wife, but he doesn't believe it. The reason he's adding zeros and stealing is because he doesn't believe God is loving enough to provide for his needs. The reason he's telling lies is because he's afraid. He doesn't know God. That God will stand with him when he tells the truth and God will stand and defend him. He doesn't know him. Now listen. In 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14, he says, come out from among them and be separate. Now let's read what he says. 2 Corinthians, quickly. 2 Corinthians. Uh So you know the foundation. Be not unequally yoked. Okay, verse 15. What Concord has, verse 17, verse 16. Okay. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I'll be their God and they shall be my people. The next verse. Wherefore, come out from, from among them and be separate, seest the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing and I'll receive you. The next verse. And I'll be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters, seeth the Lord Almighty. Now, how come? He's speaking to the church. We are sons and daughters already. He's speaking to the church. But how come he says he's, if we separate ourselves, he's going to receive us as sons and sons and daughters? How come? But we are already sons and daughters. How come he said, I'll be a father unto you? But already we call him Abba. How come? <laughs> now, here we are talking about experience. Experimentation. Practical experience. Knowing God practically as father. And you taking your place practically as son. Not just on legal basis or on just on mere standing, but practical experience. Now he said, 
says the Lord Almighty. This is the first time in the New Testament the word Almighty is used. Lord Almighty and is the word Shaddai. God Almighty is El Shaddai. This is the first time it is used in the, old, in the New Testament. Shaddai. It's amazing. You know Shaddai? Shaddai in Hebrew is the breast of a woman. Or it is the breast milk. It speaks of the breast milk. That's the word Shaddai. So when a child is born, all the needs of the baby is supplied by the mother, by the breast milk, by the breast of the mother. So all the needs of the baby is supplied by the mother. Praise God. That's the word Shaddai. We get the word Shad, breast, that which produces milk. So God says that. I want to receive you as sons and daughters. Seeth the breasted one. Now here we have the father and we have almighty. Almighty is the maternity of God. <laughs> the maternal side of God. So we have the father and God revealing himself as a mother. Because of the way El Shaddai, the breasted one. The one who is all sufficient, the one who nourishes the one who can, who can supply all your needs, just as a baby's need is supplied by the breast of the mom. So why are you chasing after so many things to get results? Because we have not known the father in a practical sense. He says that, listen, come home. Forget about the world. Just get to know me well. And I shall receive you practically <laughs> as sons and daughters. See yet. The one who supplies the all-nourishing one, the all-sufficient one, the all-breasted ones. I will nourish you. I will feed you. I'm multi-breasted. What need do you have? I'm ready to nourish you and to sustain you and to give you. So many have not known divine supplies. Many have not known. All, that, all they know is work and wages. Listen, it's good to work. Because you contribute to the society that is made of God. God, you contribute to society. You do your best for the society. You do your part. But your, your supernatural, your prosperity doesn't come from there. And you people know it. If you're in this ministry, you should know it. And I know you know it. But God wants to walk with you. Hallelujah. In Genesis 17 verse 1, God told Abraham, Abraham said, walk before me. And be thou perfect. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Enoch walked with God. The Israelites walked after God in Deuteronomy 13. Abraham walked before God. We walk in him. <laughs> but Abraham was told to walk before him. Now in the Hebrew, walk before my faces. It's my name, it's plural, my face or my faces. That's the Trinity. Walk before my faces and be perfect. Face speaks of his presence or his favor in Hebrew. Face is presence or favor. Walk before my presence or walk before my favor. Be conscious of me. Be conscious of my favor and be perfect. Now, what perfect here is not moral perfection, it's perfection in the body. It has nothing to do with moral perfection, it's tamim, it's health. As you walk in my presence and conscious of me and my favor, it affects your body. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your body is even transformed. Oh, makatalabata. Brethren, keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself. Know you are loved. And when you are in the car traveling, sleep. Because it's keeping you. You sleep. When they, ah, when they put food before you, 
Instead of binding the bindables and casting the castables. Say, <laughs> so, thank you, Lord. Just thanking me. It's as simple as that. Live the simple, victorious life and believe that. He's a good father. He's a good father. We are finishing very soon. Now in 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. <laughs> Wherefore I put you into remembrance that thou stir up, thou fan into flames. King James says, thou stir up the gift of God. That is in thee. By the putting on of my hands. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. Verse 6 says, stir up. NIV says, fan into flames. It's NIV. Fan into flames. The gift of God. Stay up. The word is fan into flames. Adel Amplified 11 Bible says, fan into flames. Fan into flames. Stay up. Rekindle the embers off. Fan the flame. Keep burning the gracious gift of God. The inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of hands. Now, this is tongue speaking. This is tongue speaking. The gift here is. Charisma is not the real. It's not the Holy Ghost as a person. It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's a charisma. And all the gifts of the Spirit, the one you can find into, find into flames by will, is speaking in tongues. The rest is as the Spirit wills. So, that's what he's talking about. And when you do, when you do, the result is the next verse. When you do kaba 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 kaba, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity. Back to King James. Back to King James. Wow, this was so. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. What it means is that when you stir up the flame, the flame is an antidote to fear. You cannot stir up the fire and be afraid of Corona. Every fear is gone. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear has torment. And he that feareth is torment perfect in love. We flash out fear. The fear of man is a snare. We flash out fear. The fear of man is a snare. Fear of man, fear of Satan, fear of demons, fear of circumstances, fear of disease, fear of situations, we flash out. We live on top of the world. We are bold, we are brave, we are strong, we are fortified, we have spiritual fortitude. Hallelujah. Let's down for a few minutes before we close. Just a few minutes. A few minutes before you close. Please sit down. So, brethren, if you give yourself to the fire, fear will leave your heart. Some of you, when you're going for evangelism, you're even afraid of faces. But when the fire is there, whether the person is president or a parliamentarian, you can say, say, Jesus loves you. And timidity is gone. Naturally, you may still feel fear. Now, the word fear is not a feeling of fear. Fear is not a feeling. The word fear is not a feeling of fear. 
It is when you allow the feeling to immobilize you from doing what you must do. That is what the Greek calls fear. Because the feeling, it will, it will come. But when it comes, yet the word in your heart is stronger than the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so you act on the word and you do what you do. You must do. <laughs> oh my, Yande. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So when you pray and find the fire, you have it takes out fear, but it gives you power and of love. Listen, those of you who are who have attained master's degree in tongsology, you will agree with me <laughs> that when you separate yourself and come out, you are so filled with love. You feel like you feel like hugging everybody. You feel like hugging everybody. Sometimes in the, in the spirit, you feel like calling everybody. What do you feel about people? So, sometimes by the time you finish praying and come out, the, the feeling is no more there. It's very painful. <laughs> but you, you, you feel like loving everyone, hugging everyone. Even the trees are beautiful. The birds, the song of the birds is even nicer. Even the sky is more bluer than it is. Even the wind blows purer than it is. Oh, Lakdeva Shoka Takata. Yitra Babakata. It's so nice. What? There's nothing as nice as when you are so filled with the spirit. I, I, I miss those moments. You are so filled and you are so, you have so fasted that you can't even walk well. This man knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> In those days, I fasted to such a degree. The wind blew me down. The wind blew me down twice publicly. I was down. <laughs> Fasten. In fastens often. <laughs> but you see, it's good because you begin to miss those moments and you begin to re- relive it. And, you re- and it's so nice. People are just considering your outward frame, but they have no idea what you're experiencing. The glory you're experiencing. You wouldn't want to exchange anything for it. Brethren, you may go to heaven and regret. You are saved in heaven, but you are regretting for the days you wasted. And the hours and the moment you forfeited because he gave us daily privilege. Brethren, prayer is privilege with the omnipotent. How can you forfeit the place of prayer on a daily basis? How can we? Brethren, we have to be awakened now. Other than that, time, 10 years will be passed and we will wonder the moment we missed. We may receive light in the years to come and look back and go like, ah, we missed it. We'll be in heaven and look back and go like, ah, we missed it. We missed it. No wonder. We're going to say, I would rather have the spirit rest upon me for five minutes than to have a million dollars. He knew what it meant to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It is luxury. It is luxury. There are some things you experience you cannot share. There are some things you experience you cannot talk about. It is with you and God. Glories and it is a cove of spiritual beauty. It's it a hallowed oramakataya. It's a conversation with a with a noble host of the elect. It's, it's esoteric, elevated discourse. It's a higher plane of life. Hallelujah. And of sound mind. Listen, the word is sophronio. 
Sophronion is two words put together. Sozo and phronion. Phronion is the mind. Sozo is to save. So literally, literally, the word sound mind in Greek is saving of the mind. When you speak in tongues, you can save your mind. It's saving of the mind. Because you see, your, your, your mind can be full of depression, depressive thoughts, worries, anxieties, lustful thoughts. It can be wayward. But tarry a, tarry a little longer. Now, our challenge is that we don't tarry a little longer. Now, I'm not saying when you pray tomorrow, everything will change per go. You need to tarry. Tarry. Who has woe and who has sorrows? Who has redness of eyes? Who has babbling? Who has wounds without cause? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. Look not down upon the wine when it is red. When it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright, at last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Thou shall be as see the light on the top of a mast, or as see the light in the midst of the sea. They have beaten me and I felt it not. <laughs> they have stricken me and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. Now this is Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. He speaks of the drunkard. You know, there are, there are expert drunkards. When they go to the beer, the, the drinking spot, the new converts, they take the drink and they drink it at a go. But those who are expert and skilled, I'm telling you, they sip it, they take it, they take it little by little. The Bible says, they that tarry long at the wine, they tarry long. <laughs> They go to seek for mixed wine. <laughs> and they love it. And look at how they describe it. Look not upon the wine when it is red. <laughs> when it giveth it color in the cup. <laughs> it says, Then I shall see strange things. <laughs> so, brethren, when you are filled with the wine of the Holy Ghost, listen. <laughs> We are not drunk with wine, seeing that it is but the ninth hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken of the prophet Joel, that it shall come to pass in the last days. I shall pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions upon your handmaidens and servants. In those days shall I pour out of my spirit. I'll show oneness in the sun, in the moon, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Brethren, when you are filled with the wine and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled. Your solution is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. A week shouldn't pass without you having fasted. How can you eat all your life throughout the week? Whose God is their belly? Whose glory is their shame? Whose end is distraction? <laughs> How can you live and enjoy all delicacies and satisfy your taste buds? How can you eat three hot meals a day and eat one cold spiritual snack a week? I wake to righteousness and sin not. I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. It is time. It is now. Keep the fire burning. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not slothful in business. Fervent. The word fervent means zeal to the boiling point. 
Be zealous therefore and repent. Zeal. Zeal. Just wake up and begin to kaba 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 kaba. You have to pray until you break even. You have to pray. You have to pray until the flesh is subdued. You have to pray until the spirit is awakened. <laughs> you have to pray until you begin to pray. You see a voice behind your voice praying. How many of you have experienced that? There's a voice behind your voice praying. Marco Tayaka. Yes. You begin to experience it. It, it's a realm of refreshing. You are refreshed. It's like the refreshing deals. This is the life we are called to live. Jesus didn't die to produce weaklings and pygmies. He died to produce spiritual giants. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We reign in the realm of life. Your mind can be healthy, healthy and sound. Now, lastly, lastly, I said prayer and the word. Very important. Listen, in Psalm 39, verse 3, he says, My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Now look at it. My heart was hot within me. How did it happen? While I was musing, the fire burned. Now what does it mean to muse? It's the same word for meditation. Now in chapter 5, the, the Bible misuses the word meditation. The same Greek word for meditation is the word muse. The same, sorry, Hebrew word is, is the same word. So muse, to muse is to meditate. It's the same word from the word hagar. That's the root word. While I was musing, the fire bend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your heart must be hot within you. While I was musing, the fire bend. It's the same Hebrew word for meditation. While I was meditating, the fire bend. <laughs> the same Hebrew word for meditation. You know what it means to muse, to meditate on the word. Now the word is fire. It's not my word like as of fire. And a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. The word is fire. But when you meditate, you are flaming. You are setting it aflame. You are setting it aflame. So to muse is to fall into flame. To muse, meditate on the word. You are meditating. You are meditating. You are thinking on the word. Pondering. Pondering until you begin to speak the word. While I was, remember on the road to Miles, while the Lord preached, you know what they said? Did not our hearts burn? Anytime, anytime our heart is burning, we begin to have unity. That's the solution to unity. Did not our heart burn? Now, when you check Luke 24, did not our heart, there's no S, one heart. It's not hearts. Grammatically, it was wrong. Did not our heart, one heart, burn? When the Spirit takes over our lives, it's almost like we have one heart. But when Jesus spoke the word, your heart burned. You must sit on the word morning by morning and meditate until your heart burns within you. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Very important. But many believers don't know how to do that. Your heart must burn. Burn. Listen. The word muse. When you add A to muse, you know what the word you get? Amuse. Now, ah is a negation of muse. Ah 
is a negation of news. So, the reason many are amused is because they are not musing. Yeah. Amusement is entertainment. Many give themselves so much entertainment. You know why? Because they are not musing on the word. If they were to be to muse on the word, they would not be a, have been amused. The reason why you are so addicted to social media, that every day you are checking, updating, checking, updating, checking, updating. If you could give one tenth of that time to meditation, you would have been a you, have, you would have evolved a spiritual giant. I'm telling you. Listen, it's not enough reading the Bible. God has given us an example. Look at how the, the sheep, or, uh, how, how the ruminants chew the, the card. They would devour the grass, but somewhere in the afternoon, somewhere, they will have a sweet repose and bring it back and masticate and chew it, digest, and all that to draw the pure nourishment until it's, they pass through all the, stom- the very compartment until it produces milk. Listen, you can read the Bible every day and a thing just passes through your mind. But let me show you how to meditate. Listen, Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 15 verse 16, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and the rejoicing of of my Look at what it says. Thy words were found, plural. Look at the word words, plural. What it means is that you open, let's say, Acts chapter 2, you read his words. But as you are reading, listen, thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me. What it means is that as you are reading the Bible, the Holy Ghost brings an emphasis to a verse. And the verse jumps out. Though you have read all the chapters, there's one verse that has jumped out. That is what you should keep for meditation. Because thy words were found, but thy word. So always look for the word in the midst of the words. And you know what you have to do? Keep it. Get yourself 10 minute, minutes or 5 minutes. Begin little and just think about it before the day ends. If you don't do this, you will not grow. Consciously, you you have to be struggling in the beginning. Struggle, struggle, but do it consistently. Do, you, you know what will happen? The word when you meditate, the word doesn't stick into your head; though. it comes to your heart. Yeah. Thou desirest truth in my inward part. Psalm fifty-one. God desires truth in your inward part. You know why sometimes we can verbalize the truth, but when it comes to experience, we are not living it because it's not in our heart. So meditation will hit the word six inches downward from the head to the heart. Where the word now becomes a practical experience, not just head knowledge, but life. While I was missing the fire band, brethren, listen, have you ever experienced that before? You read, you read the Bible and you encounter the anointing. You read the Bible, you meditate, you almost like you're on top of the world. Something is happening to you. <laughs> you are tired. You are on fire. It's amazing that when I stay in the Word for a long time, I get the same result as when I stay in prayer for a long time. The same result. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brethren, how can you escape these things? Brethren, the Lord sent him to tell you, let the oil flow and let the fire burn. That is what I saw coming. That's why I'm preaching these things. That's why I'm saying it. Obviously, I wouldn't have come to preach this. But because when we are coming here, we have to hear from God to know what God wants you to do. So God now wants you to keep the fire burning. 
If you don't go back meditating on the word, after two weeks it will disappear. So you see, but those who have with an honest and a, good, and a good heart, when they have heard the word, they keep it. Literally, they retain it. And with patience, they bring forth fruit. How do I know I'm going to bring forth fruit? By keeping what I've said. Retaining. Being mindful of it. Taking it. Going over. You start meditating. The deepest people who have ever walked on the earth were men who give time to meditate. You can give five minutes every day. You can start with five minutes. As if nothing is happening. Just keep it. Find a time. Just go to the washroom if you're a worker. As if you're going to use the washroom. And for that ten minutes, you're just... You can be sitting on the white throne. But whilst, whilst you are raining, whilst you are raining, you can just be musing. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Don't be so much mindful of how you can teach it or say it. No. The mind, it's a feeding. You are not serving. You are feeding. You can be seven people and die out of hunger. I'm talking about you being fed. <laughs> how many of you will do it? We'll do it. Please don't be like the Israelites. Said all that Moses has said. You will do it. Now it is said that you see when you read, you retain ten to twenty percent, and when you study, you retain twenty to forty percent. When you memorize, you retain 40 to 60%. But when you meditate, you retain 80 to 100%. Wow. It's powerful. One thing is needful. Listen, Jesus himself said one thing is needful. But we are saying many things are needful. It's amazing. One thing is needful. He didn't say it's your makeup. Your makeup is wantful, but not needful. <laughs> I'm not saying don't do makeup because some of you it makes you very nice. So keep on. <laughs> yeah. But one thing is needful. One thing is needful. Jesus said it. One. The Mary is distracted. Not distracted. Distraction means he's moving around in cycles. A lot of things are pulling him, pulling him. She's cut into pieces. That's, that's the word distracted. But if she'll sit on the word, the word will supply everything. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and stay your spirit out. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.